island. All right. Have you ever been in a cult? Hmm. You ask me or the audience? It was both. I okay. guess no one's going to reply. Well, I'll say no. Mm. Not that I know of. Um, you know, I might secretly... A lot of people don't know they're in cults. That's the thing. Until it's too late. Cults are only cults from the outside. Mm-hmm. This week's all about cults, guys. Yeah. Oh, they're... Pre- is On that, the nose was that a cold open? Um, define cold open. It's I like guess. when you don't say you're starting, you just start in the middle of something. Yeah, I like it. All right, I'll give it I to you. I don't like the formal, the old formal opening. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to uh, Trash Island. Yeah. My name is Kevin. And my name is Martin. And this is the formal too, hot opening. It's to BBC. <laughs> this is the BBC. It's like the guy, do you know that guy who always reads out the football scores? You, Liverpool won. I've never known it. Why West would I know Ham that guy? Too. <laughs> He's always on the radio. He's a very dull voice. Dull simpleton of a man. Mm. What's his name? No, he's probably... A dull simpleton, he's, he's, you say. He's, <laughs> a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a national treasure. Uh, he's like the equivalent of the uh, the movie trailer voice guy. Oh, this summer. Yeah, that guy. That guy? Just for English people. Oh, all right. Next time, I, if I ever see another English person, I'll ask him. Yeah, they'll know. They'll know. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, all about cults this week. Jeez, cults are mad, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, well, old Christianity started out as a cult. A cult of Christianity, they call it. What, how did, what's the difference between a religion and a cult? Well, I guess a cult's just a small religion that is a bit different than the other ones. Yeah, I guess once it becomes mainstream, it just becomes a, but then an like, ideology. There's different sorts of, there's, there's that sort of cult that's a religious cult, and then there's the, the other cults that aren't so good. Yeah. Like the doomsday cults. Yeah. And uh, oh, the cults of personality, those ones are usually quite bad because they're yeah. associated with some sort of dictatorship. And they got all the guys just banging everyone. Oh yeah, the big feature. A lot of cults at the end of the day, Sweet Boy Delairs is all about one guy who's very charming, having sex with all his followers. Have you seen that? Male one, or female? Uh, I think Louis Theroux does it, but uh, it's has sex with all his followers. <laughs> no, uh, but he could. But uh, it's about the uh, it's this. It's, it's, it's a Jesus cult, but the guy convinces nice. everyone he's the second coming of Jesus or something like that. Yeah. And he basically uses it to have sex with everyone in this small, like, community that he has. And he has sex with his son's wife. Oh! And there's this scene where, like, I think it's Louis Theroux, and he asks it, and he's like, so, like, do you not feel bad about having sex with your son's wife? And he kind of, like, <laughs> smirk. They both, like, laugh it off. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you, they're like... <laughs> This guy doesn't get it. <laughs> they probably have a derogatory name for people who don't think it's a good yeah, yeah. sometimes. He's a bloody globe head. <laughs> I mean, globe head's what the flat earth people call people who don't <laughs> believe in flat earth. <laughs> like, yeah. There's just something a globe head would say. <laughs> Do you think the flat earthers are fans of the Harlem Globetrotters? Um, hmm. Maybe. I mean, they're not saying this is a scientific depiction of the globe. It's just something... Maybe they're making fun of the globe. You trot the globe. Pound it flat. Does globe necessarily mean spherical? I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. Yeah, I would have said so as well. Um, yeah, uh, that's a cult for sure. Flat Earth. Yeah. And as well, anti-vax as well. They go on like cults, but yeah. online. It's weird. Think about it as well as like the more you try to convince them that they're in a cult or that the what they believe in is fundamentally wrong, mm-hmm. the more it pushes them to believe it. Yeah, because well, they've like adopted a stance that like, oh, you're gonna try and tell me this, yeah, and then you try and tell them that, and sort of playing into their kind of what's the word here? 
a self-fulfilling prophecy of beliefs. Mm. It's like, because the whole underlying thing is that they don't want you to believe this. Yeah. So the more that, that, that you demonstrate that, that you try mm-hmm. and like educate them or whatever, try and convince them of something else, it's like, oh no, it's just them trying to get me to not believe it. So I believe it more. Yeah. There is a certain, in, in a certain sense, we also have that same belief, but opposite. That's true. Everything. Except we come from a place where we have the majority and they don't. Yeah. So we don't have to, we don't have to come up with the, everyone is lying about this kind of narrative. It's like the winner's right history. To justify it. Yeah, it's like that. But definitely, not, it's definitely flat though and vaccines definitely do work. Yeah. They're allowed to be called cults. Oh wait, no, it's definitely not flat. <laughs> so I say it's definitely flat. Yeah. This is how it starts. Uh, you know, I was just, I was over in Romania and I was flying over there, looked out the window, seemed pretty flat to me. Yeah. And then you know what I did? I called up the aerostats. I go, here. And I say, what well, if I talk to the pilot? I got a few questions. And she just gives me this knowing look. She goes, that'd be no problem. Come here. And takes me up to the pilot. And he kind of, she's like, here's the guy. And he kind of smiles like he knows it's coming. And I go, say, so, to account for the curvature of the earth, every now and again, we'd have to tilt the nose of this airplane, right? And he goes, that's correct. And I go, let me know if we haven't tilted. And he goes, that's correct. <laughs> I go, so it's flat. And he says, flat of the baby, pancake. <laughs> and they all high five and then everyone claps. Yeah, definitely <laughs> happens. Imagine all pilots are like the secret knowers. They're the ones who hold the, they, the actual knowledge. They, they, they say that. Yeah. Uh, I was part of a Facebook group called Flatter at No Trolls. Mm. Mm. Same. <laughs> are you in that? So was Mr. X was in that too. <laughs> oh, I told Mr. X about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a very funny group, uh, and I feel like despite the name, there are a lot of trolls in there. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people slip under the radar. Though. Yeah, yeah, like me. I love the ones who just take like a picture of the moon with their blurry ass camera, and uh, they're just like, "See?" It's like, "What?" There's people who like post like you can get like a like it's like a blue Peter project. Hmm. Like get a little tin and a piece of paper and measure the the shadows of the sun across your lawn and if it adds up to be whatever number then it's flat yeah they're like see <laughs> there's a guy who took a spirit level on an intercontinental flight yeah to prove that's, the, that's genius <laughs> that's like a million IQ <laughs> <laughs> oh man they think that the sun and the moon just kind of do a dance they circle they circle they ha- I saw an animated gif of this yeah makes um, no sense <laughs> I don't know, man. Probably makes as much sense as some spinning around with you. You're right. No, <laughs> I ain't believing it. You can't convince me about this cult. Yeah, I would start a cult about uh, anti Mark Zuckerberg. Anti Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. the, the cult of hmm, the eye, the the stone slab. Mm. And you'd all throw out your phones and replace them with a stone slab, yeah. which you'd worship instead of uh, That's your it. phone. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, we should start this. Well, if you want to, um, I have found a guide on a wiki how guide with illustrations about how to start your own cult. Nice. Should we start off with that, maybe? Yeah, let's do that. Wiki how know this stuff. We can do that before we tell the nasty stories about cults we know. Mm. Because <laughs> some dark ones. I think it would go better if we start the cult first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So anyone doesn't know wiki how it's just wonderful. It has guides for everything, oh, and they've all got great thing. illustrations to go with them. Yeah. <laughs> do they? Do you think they know their jokes? Some of them. At this stage, they must. Yeah. They're ridiculous. 
Anyway, there's a they have a fifteen step program here on how to start a cult. Alright, so and they divide into three parts. Mm. Part one of three, picking an obsession. Okay. Okay. This is the most important thing maybe. An obsession that people have in general? No, that's gonna be our obsession. See, I think oh, they okay, posit be they posit that a cult needs an obsession okay, to form around. You know, it's usually Jesus. Mm. Sometimes common, it's common. sometimes it's a magic spaceship that'll take you to the stairs. Mm. Different things. So it just says choose a subject or an activity that improves your life. Now <laughs> there's some guidelines around this. They say, while it's possible to form a cult around French cheese, Roblox cheating, or string theory, <laughs> it's better if you really believe that this thing has a positive impact on the world. So we're right. saying, don't go too frivolous. Right. And then, cults, while often religious in nature, do need not do uh, do not need to be. So we don't have to be religious. Okay. Um, we just have to find something that we're obsessed S- something about. That we're, something you can get obsessed with, and that you think is. And does that have to be the same thing as the thing that you do that it, that is for the greater good? I guess what would it would become the greater good. Okay. Whatever this thing we choose to be is. Yeah. Maybe it's the podcast. Convincing people that there's more bicycles in China than there are people. Mm. <laughs> That's too. Very specific. Do you know, what kind of cult leader would you like to be, man? I'd like to be, yeah, charismatic. Yeah, be, that, uh, that's like that's, the that's in the job requirement what's the Scientology guy um, L. Ron Hubbard yeah he'll <laughs> get great speeches oh yeah but they're all charismatic they are, every cult leader they say is charismatic yeah you'd have that um, I wouldn't be I would try and I'd, I, I wouldn't be so like uh, vindictive or like hateful of people who didn't follow the way yeah I'd be like let them come and go we should be emotionally manip- manipulative to the people once who do in, believe us. That's right? it. No, because once you have those, those are your sheep. Yeah. <laughs> and you can do whatever you want. I'm up for right, starting up a pseudo-religious organization that uh, manipulates and takes advantage of its followers. Yeah? Yeah, for the like, monetary gain. Yeah. So we're going to need something we can point to and say, it's all for the greater good. Um. It's our obsession. Maybe does the, the, po- the podcast spreads the word of uh, the prophet... The prophet. And everyone has to listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So I guess we make the podcast... The, we'll make up a phony prophet. Trash. Bags of trash. Oh, bags of trash. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I like it. Right. Bags of trash. That's the our obsession. Okay. And are we cleaning them or are we... I think we say them? that... Okay. We want to target the people that are high risk and low down in society. Yeah. So we worship the trash. We worship the discarded things from society. Right, like the and people big who up do. their value. Yeah. Right? That's good. That reminds me of, uh, there was that series about this cult that started uh, in Oregon and they just basically, they built a town there. Was that Wild Wild Country? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was, they, they got it, they recruited a load of like homeless people and junkies and they just ended up like fighting everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Started like a little mini militia sort of thing. Yeah. But we wouldn't do that because we'd worship them. We'd... I do, I do think we should be benevolent. Yeah. Yeah. Benevolent. At cult. least to start. What's our end game? End game? I guess the sort of thing just... Maybe everyone in the world worships trash with us. Yeah. And then so maybe... We turn some... everything into a trash economy. Then, yeah. <laughs> maybe we can do what we want with the economy. Yeah. We can probably do some nice things as well, like make sure we don't all die in 20 years from bad global warming or something. Yeah. Yeah, we could do something with global warming. Well, the, the next step is choose a subject or activity that you can be passionate about. So I guess it's just like what we do. 
they suggest here maybe we talking about Star Wars and Star Trek or like yeah, getting interested in cult films that's cool which I think they may be saying because it's a video of a guy to cults yeah yeah they're talking about like cult followings and yeah 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 nerd culture maybe it's just talking about trash worship it's our podcast that's about trash that's how you worship yeah (laughs) and you you pray by listening to it I guess um the next one is all these tips seem fairly similar the next one is pick something you think will benefit others which I guess the trash thing will make you feel better about yourself yeah this is... I don't think this is a great guide. I'm going to call WikiHow out. Yeah, you think? Look I at think this good picture, be, though. He's trying to decide between a robot or some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> He's really thinking about it. two cults. I'll, post, I'll, I'll link the guide when this comes out, I suppose. You can have a look for yourself. Well, it's like a cheese cult. A cheese cult? How'd that work? Well, we call it eau de fromage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get together and eat cheese, I guess. Yeah. I guess you bill it as a wine and cheese night. But then you get there and they're out of wine. Oh, they have a cheese. <laughs> yeah. Had wine. It's a bit more ritualistic than you would have expected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more cheesy, more do. But to make a cult, you got to be, you got to find people who are unsettled, mm-hmm. and you got to wheedle into that that insecurity about whatever, whatever big picture thing, whatever like universal thing that it is that they're fearful yeah. of. Yeah, you have to be able to sell it to them. You know? Yeah. Which bit? I'm gonna skip on to the next part. Go on. Forming a group. Right. So first of all, it's like-mindedness. Well, we can we can massage that later. I feel mm. through brainwashing. Create them, <laughs> yeah, make them like-minded. Well, the, the first step is to choose a leader. Both of us. Can I nominate? I, I'm going to nominate you, Martin. Yeah. Yeah. The leader of the trash. And I'd like to be, maybe a high priest. Yeah. Maybe an advisor. Okay. Yeah. So you'd sort of be the face of the organization. Yeah. And I'm getting. I'm going to normalize trash. Is yeah. my is my job. You sell the dream, and I I make it happen. You don't worry about the mechanics. You're the, of what goes on. You're you're the, the face. You're the face. Yeah. And I am behind the scenes with all the connections, all that. Run the show. Yeah, but cool. you, it's your show. Yeah. So I could. I yeah. I'll have a load of like trash campaigns, normalizing trash. A load of uh, cool, sexy models covered in trash. Ooh. Make like fire festival. Trash chic. It's just yeah, trash chic. Yeah, <laughs> I'd make that a big thing. Do you want a special title? Like, was it KKK? The leader's called like the Grand Wizard. The Grand Wizard, yeah. Um, what's the guy from Sesame Street called again? Big Bird. No, the Trash Man. Oscar the Grouch. I'd be King Grouch. King Grouch. And yeah. <laughs> um, maybe I'd be like Head Raccoon. Head Raccoon. First Raccoon. That's what I'd be. Yeah. And we'd call our followers raccoons. Yeah. And the first second, rac- there's second raccoons. This like the man on the street is like a fifth raccoon. Yeah, and there's many tears. fifth raccoons. Yeah, you know, and there's only one first raccoon. But I call myself first raccoon so as not to utter myself from the followers. Mm-hmm. You know, like first citizen in the republic. Yeah, first raccoon, loyal first to the king, <laughs> trustworthy first raccoon mm-hmm. of yeah. the people he is, <laughs> <laughs> and noble king Grouch. Long may he reign. <laughs> Long may trash fall upon our streets. <laughs> we in the gutters of society <laughs> collect the trash. Oh, brilliant. So we're aiming to get everyone to be in the goddess of society. Yeah. A little note about leaders here. They say cult leaders are typically charismatic and manipulative. But Mm. if you're going to form yours collectively, it's a good idea to pick someone who is is a good of the group at heart. 
the person who you who wants to be lead, it wants to be uh, the person who wants to be leader lead, is the last person you should pick. So oh. I nominated you, right? Yeah. So that's not you. And yeah. I think you have to go to the group of there. Oh, nice. There we go. All right, we're following this to the letter so far. Yeah. It's sure to be successful. <laughs> yeah. Now, step two, or step two of part two. How many? We've done like five steps in now, and this one seems kind of. This like is, this, it, is this step almost going. seems like it's the whole process. Right. <laughs> it says establish the rules of the cult. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I thought it said establish the cult. Oh, okay, that's establish it. a cult. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, no, I'm stupid. It said establish the rules of the cult. Yeah, okay. that's a good bit different. Right. Um, yeah, so we, we like uh, we need a dogma, you know. We need a, no a manifesto. Throwing, no throwing up trash. Should we write the twelve? Uh, so Moses had 12 commandments. Can we one up that somehow? 13 commandments. 13 commandments of trash. Never throw out trash. It's just a 12 commandment, but never throw out trash. Yeah, every time. <laughs> no, no, I think we. All 12 commandments. All 12 of them are about trash. Yeah. And then, then there should be a 13th yeah. one that's special then. Um, and don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick when it's not. When you can help it. Yeah. <laughs> Only when you can. I think it's probably good to sometimes be a dick. Yeah. You have to. Well, sometimes, yeah. Okay, so that's our 13th commandment. Other than Be don't throw out trash. Do we not want we people to, to throw out trash so we can collect it? But you want people to appreciate it. That's the whole point of that. Uh, okay. While we, will, while we will be collecting it, it's so people can appreciate it. Exactly. It's like you collect money so you can... Appreciate it. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> that's pretty simple. Yeah. Easy to follow. Yeah. Easily worked into chance. That's yeah, good. Mm. It's helpful to write up these documents, but leave the word cult off things. You don't want people to give people the wrong idea. Yeah. Right, so while, while leave we... Leave the word cult off. <laughs> oh, I was going to call it the Trash Island Cult. <laughs> well, let's call it the Trash Island Collective. Yeah, because it, it almost has the same letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, step three, write up a body text. So this would be like our Bible. Mm-hmm. With the... Trash Kyreticon. Right. We yeah. can do it on we can do it on a thrown out piece of Oh we can paper. It'll be purely comprised of different sorts of thrown out bits of paper. Yeah. And, and old ink rubbish. Rubbish <laughs> pens. Yeah, rubbish pens. Or pens stolen from work. Yeah. More likely. Yeah. <laughs> and then roughed up a bit. <laughs> Chewed on a bit. Yeah. Just to make it look, <laughs> look legit. And then we'll write up our our trash Kyreticon. The trash Bible. Yeah. It would be bound in a bin bag. <laughs> <laughs> bin bag bound. Did you did you have to get your school books bound for school back in the day? No. Yeah. Well, there's always a bit of snobbery in that, I recall, where some people have the nice, clear binding of the books. Right. And some people's books would be bound in sort of like a like paper. what books are you talking about? Like right? school books. Like textbooks? textbooks yeah. yeah. And some people's books would get bound in like this paper bag, or pla- paper bag sort of material. Oh, yeah. Just like, pff, can't see what book it is. <laughs> Couldn't afford the, the, the see-through one. Couldn't afford to get the cover. <laughs> the coolest part of the textbook. Ooh, it's got all the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I think it was like, you had to go get, send them to get covered. They didn't come pre-covered. No, yeah, really? That's weird. weird. So, care, that's like, a fucking scam, actually. Yeah, covers on a book. <laughs> we should have an episode where we blow open scams. Specifically book cover scams. <laughs> oh, this next one isn't that fun. Oh, I guess it's okay. Find a place to practice their worship. So we need like... Uh, uh, the big rubbish tip pit. A church. Thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll go to we'll go to a tip. 
There's yeah. one in um, what's the one I go to? Anyway, there's plenty in the city. Yeah. Find a rubber ship, yeah, where you can go down and throw out your old microwaves. Yeah. The one in Ring End, Ring's End. We'll choose the Ring's End once you're. That'll be our chance. We'll go down there. We'll pay off the guy to let us build a little area out of some we have rubbish. A, a specific day of worship. Yeah. What's the best? Oh, there, a podcast comes out. Fridays, right? Fridays. That's when you worship the trash gods. Trash Fridays. Is there... Let's talk later about maybe coming up with a canon of gods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Trash Morelda. <laughs> Garbor. <laughs> and they govern certain types of trash. Recycling. <laughs> Binderella. Binderella. <laughs> People come up with all sorts of fairy tales. <laughs> like, oh, did you know that Cinderella was actually originally a text written by members of our set yeah. called Binderella, which was, was appropriated. Like yeah, we'll, we'll integrate ourselves into history. We was king. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, grand. Got that sorted. Nice. Cult in the bag. Uh, there, here's a little tip from this section. If you're brave, you could try meeting in public parks or places where you might attract some attention. But it might not be the kind of attention you want. Ooh. Yeah. So, I guess the... They'll be seen doing what you're doing? Yeah, well, I, I think maybe we should be seen. Yeah. in some members. Like what kind of cults are they thinking about? Yeah, bad ones Nudity cults? They seem to be going with a Star Trek cult in this uh, guide. Yeah. <laughs> the example cult. Right. Now, this is the fun one. Step five. Come up with a slogan. Um, All good clubs and organisations and groups need good slogans. Cults included. What rhymes with island? It's an easy way to sum up what you do. Organise around a singular idea and keep everyone focused on the topic. Slogans should be memorable, simple and multi-party. So they've they've been mysterious and vague in equal measure. Alright. Trash beats cash. Trash beats cash. Yeah. Trash beats cash. Yeah, and we make them give trash us their cash. cash. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> give us your cash and we give them trash. <laughs> <laughs> and we pretend to burn the cash. Trash is cash. Yeah. We change it then. We make them. <laughs> is it just a. Is it's only a members only chance. <laughs> trash is yeah. cash. It's only for the first batch, uh, the first raccoon and the. Grouch. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, do you want to hear the suggestion uh, slogan they have for their Star Wars or Star Trek cult? <laughs> yeah. Um, all all things fly in space might work for your Star Trek cult. <laughs> <laughs> all things fly in space. Yeah. Not nearly as good That's as lame. trash is cash. Lame. How are you going to make money off of that? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Cash is trash. Trash beats cash. Oh, trash beats cash. Then, uh, <laughs> trash is cash. So they're like, oh shit, we should probably exchange our cash for trash then. Trash right? is cash. Trash beats So we've got cash. a very classic chant cash. rhythm to that. Yeah. We should maybe think cash. of maybe a more and that's what Gregorian happens. monk style chant at some point. Yeah. Trash, 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 eject, or ignore. Oh, I don't know, any Latin do you? Mm-hmm. What does it even sound like? Word. Okay. Step six. Bring other people in. Slowly. I'm gonna show you the picture. Here's the picture for that one. 
just a guy like, I don't know if I fancy robots. I, I didn't think, yeah, yeah. There's two guys. It's like a shot reverse shot. You see one guy's face and the back of one guy's head. And one guy's rubbing his head like as if to say, I don't know. <laughs> and the other guy's got sort of a confident, pushy expression on his face. <laughs> like, are you sure? Let me tell you about this trash cult. <laughs> I mean, uh, collective. <laughs> this should be a fun bit. Uh, when, you, when you meet people in public, start gradually bringing in the concepts and obsession that you've decided to shape your life around <laughs> to start growing the group. Become an evangelist. An evangelist. Yeah, come on, have me out here. Evangelicist? Evangelicist. Evangelicist for whatever it is you decided to ad- 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 adulate. Ooh. Mm. Again, so you, you just... may experience hostility. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like, oh yeah, so uh, I was reading this article the other day and it turns out trash is... Better than cash. <laughs> At work, people are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. A, a lot At of people. At first, they'll they'll resist, but a lot of people I know are involved with finance in some way or another. Mm. I think we shouldn't start with them. No, they'll know. They're too. They're too tied to cash. Yeah. They won't be willing to accept the trash yet. Mm. We should start with the down and outs. The down and outs and the people who have a lot of trash. Yes, hoarders. Hoarders would be great profits in our yeah, organization. Yeah. Jumping straight up to Raccoon like, 2. Exactly. We can get a <laughs> network of like trash dealers, effectively. Yes. And then the money flows up. Oh, we start collecting rubbish from people as well. Mm. As a community service. Community service. Straight and, in the bank. And, and to get us to <laughs> chat to people and be like, look, here's a, look at this good thing we're doing. Want to join our collective? Yeah. Get rid of your cash. You know that whole like, clean the beach recycle movement thing? Oh, yeah, the yeah. hashtag yeah. that's going on? That's us. We're going to, yeah, we're going to ride the wave of that. Yeah. But use it for a nefarious purpose. Yeah. I mean, sell it to a people. good purpose. <laughs> <laughs> This is why you. This is why you have to be the face. I'm too honest about our nefarious yeah. purposes. No, I'll call it. It's a redistribution of wealth in the form of trash liquidation. <laughs> trash liquidation. That's what. The, That's what we drink. <laughs> trash juice. <The> trash juices. <laughs> we don't tell anyone. We get to, <laughs> just what we have instead of Kool Aid. <laughs> trash. <laughs> no, there's uh, no death in our cult. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Just cash. All right. Now, <laughs> part three of three. So we've, you know, we set up the cults. Picked, we picked on a session, we formed our group. Step three, becoming cultish. Okay. <laughs> so I think we've kind of been working on that already, but uh, <laughs> here's a picture of the guy becoming cultish. But <laughs> he's just looking stern and smiling. He looks like he, he sees someone he's about to fuck. And <laughs> it's like bedroom eyes almost. He has. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's how you become cultish so the first step to becoming cultish so we draw people in with all these happy notions that you can't argue with yeah. and then boom become cultish yeah. gotcha <laughs> so, step one make sure all behaviour lines up with the parody platform this is not trash for cash here we go yeah. cults are singular if you're going to be a full-fledged member or even a leader in a cult of Star Trek you can't mess around with other sci-fi <laughs> you know so we're really going to start policing what members are doing yeah. outside of the cult we've got to make sure they treat trash Trash's currency. They're going around trying to pay stuff with trash. <laughs> you weren't uh, out somewhere to accept money, were you? <laughs> it's like Jim said he saw you. That's not on. You know that, right? I thought you believed in our message. Do you yeah, want to King... have to talk to the first raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I was imagining this would be me, the first raccoon, <laughs> okay, coming up to people yeah. like, "You don't want me to get King Trash involved." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd like how King Trash would feel yeah, about I'm, this. I'm an Elron Hubbard behind the scenes, and you'd be like. 
posturing around or I don't know, whatever. However you want to carry yourself, I guess. Yeah. When the door's closed, I have a vein that pops in my forehead. I just go to town screaming at them. Yeah. Like, why are you paying with money? Filthy money. <laughs> <laughs> You've got plenty of good trash in your <laughs> And then when they, when they, you know, prostrate themselves in front of you and beg your forgiveness, <laughs> then you show them extreme kindness. Yeah. Oh, child. It's all right. You know, I do this for your own good. The way, the way of trash is difficult. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> I, we're all sinners. <laughs> you may feel pain, but you don't feel the pain to those who haven't the, opened their eyes <laughs> to the world of trash. Here, here's a tip on that point. Often cults live together, communally. Consider moving into a place and giving it a name like something like The Enterprise. This will allow everyone to grow and develop the common idea together. What do we call it? Um... The Nest. The Nest. The Nest. Is that's that trashy cool, It's enough? a bit of a trashy name, yeah. Just call it The Dump, either. I suppose at this point, when we've got... Because The Dump implies trash doesn't have value. I like The Nest. The Nest, yes. It's rustic. The, uh... The tr- treasure trove. Yeah. <laughs> One man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> yes, that is a great... We'll slogan. work that into the, uh... The literature we've yeah. created about the trash cult. Yeah. But yeah, well, I guess we'll... Once we've collected everyone's dirty money from them... We can get recycle that dirty money or get rid of that dirty money by purchasing the dump, yeah, and then moving into it. Exactly. Excellent. All right, this is coming together quite nicely. I like this. Now we built it up. <laughs> here's the next step. After you've made sure everyone's behavior lines up to a party platform, you refer to your concept as the only true idea. <laughs> yes. This is where you start smacking down other cults. <laughs> we might have had a bit of Jesus stuff in at the start. Yeah. But let's turn on him now and be like, Jesus, he's created trash all over the place. <laughs> he had it all wrong. Yeah. Or we could try and be like, Jesus loved trash. Yes. Um, yeah, we can expand it so it's not just our concept that agrees with us, but yeah. every concept, like, no, actually. Buddha was really into his trash as well. <laughs> but we should also like put them subservient to the, the trash god. Oh, yeah. I suppose above the trash king is only... The trash god. The trash god, who is a an entity that is un, unperceivable. Exactly, conveniently unperceivable. Yeah. But, very, I, but we can speak to him. He, he, yeah, we can. Only the first raccoon and the trash king can speak yeah. to uh, the trash god. Yeah. Maybe only the, the, the trash king can speak to the trash god. Yeah, but I pass on his messages to you. Exactly. Yes. And then you spread. I the interpreted word. them. <laughs> yeah. From your interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> You're free to spread them as you wish. <laughs> I like I, I print it out. You dictate to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm getting another message from the trash god. He says, "Oh, I'd really like the trash king to have a muffin." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but not one uh, that's from insomnia. Get it from Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, die will be done, Your Majesty. I'd, I wouldn't go myself. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd summon some of the second recruits. <laughs> And that, even then, they'd probably take the order and give it to a fourth or fifth raccoon. Yeah, <laughs> probably the fifth raccoon. See that? Yeah. <laughs> at the top. Uh, one way to really get people to fall ahead first in your cult, into your cult is to make the idea seem like the only way of answering the problems of the world. So that would work because there's we can, no other way. It's the whole global warming thing. Forget money. Forget property development. The only thing is trash. Yeah. Trash is our greatest natural resource. It's like. It doesn't become a problem. It's it's once you break it down, it's like if you just appreciate trash, it's not a problem anymore. 
people won't be like, oh my god, there's trash everywhere. They'll be like, oh my god, there's trash everywhere. <laughs> Great. You got to pivot the uh, the Re- way it's perceived. We did do a rebranding. Yeah, rebrand trash. Normalize it. <laughs> trash beats cash. Trash beats. Yeah. <laughs> it already seems normal to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, step three: practice your obsession. So keep doing what you do. So we just keep living that trash life. <laughs> we probably build more elaborate structures out of trash. Yeah, we go global. But there's probably we have secret quarters where we have a lot of mod cons. Yeah. But everyone else is living in trash houses. <laughs> like, it's forbidden to enter the secret quarter <laughs> where we have Nintendo set up. <laughs> yeah. When we're bored being cold leaders, we, we go play Nintendo and eat, and eat snacks. <laughs> We'd also we'd start to set up globally, and uh, we could set up kind of like a supply chain with the most densely populated, like the Indias and the Chinas, um, and some of the South American countries. Yeah, there would be great sources of trash that mm. we could redistribute for cash. Could, we could set up a trade deal. Yeah, and yeah. just I'll start our like, whole business plan. Start rallying the troops over there as well. Our business plan model sort of relies on us consistently bringing in new members to take cash from. Yeah, once <laughs> people realize we can't let people realize. Yeah. We have to convince maybe we'd everyone. Have, we'd have to have some people recycled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we hate recycling. <laughs> Sometimes we have to recycle people. <laughs> What's the word they call it in Scientology? It's like, oh yeah, we're going to have to decommission that person. Oh, if they get in, uh, oh, it's, it's some word like oh, that. Oh dear, it's, it's very threatening. Ominous, yeah. Threatening, but couldn't do them in a court of law. Um... Okay, yeah, they suggest here that we should write to our congressman <laughs> and take the tenants of our trash cult seriously. Yeah. This is the point we're really shooting for the moon. That'll work. Um, step four, do community outreach. So we're already doing this. We're collecting the trash in the neighborhood. From the ground up. We're helping out people. Yeah. Who are... Grassroots. Who are the trash of society. Yeah. And we build up from there, yeah, absolutely grassroots. And we're allowed to call them the trash society because trash is good. If you've read our scripture, you'd know trash is actually good. Yeah. Rebrand. Yeah. Is that people... <laughs> we should, they say we should hold weekly free breakfasts, but <laughs> we'd accompany that with trash literature and trash sermons. <laughs> 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 breakfast. They'd have to listen to our trash speech yeah. to get the free food. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have to find ways to grow our group. So yeah, like you said, setting up other chapters. Yeah. You know, they do say we should keep a strong foothold rooted in the real world. We okay. don't want to go too unprovable, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a pretty good base for our trash-based cult. I feel confident as the King Grouch. All right. Well, with your leave, your majesty, we should take a break to go uh, work out the dogma of our trash religion cults. Not com- not organization. I'll allow it. I permit the break <laughs> because I permit it. Your Majesty. Altering the weather is one fun, usually innocent example of how we can begin to explore some of that capacity. I just saw that I was so much freer in my experience than most anyone else I ever met. It's rare that someone really obtains the power to alter physical reality, but it is possible. I don't really have a definition of cult, but it, you could break it down as curious and unconditionally loving tribe, C-U-L-T. That would be the positive expression of a cult. Usually people mean something more negative by cult. Most people are emotionally and spiritually lost. You are scared little toddlers. F- you! <laughs> Trash beats cash. 
Trash beats cash. Trash beats cash. <laughs> what a wonderful chat, your <laughs> majesty. <laughs> All right, we're back. Now, well, I guess we'll detail some actual cults now, will we? Yeah. Um, I've got the, to get people excited. Should we yeah. go in order of least severe to most severe? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, what's your least severe one? Uh, so, well, it's, I'm not saying... So I don't want to classify it as not severe. Okay. That would paint me in a bad light. <laughs> right, 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 right. But uh, it was called The Children of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the original cult. This is probably... The like OG what, cult? What, what created the word cult in like most people's lexicon today. Yeah. Um, and it was an Amish cult that had a weirdly like sexual twist to it. Where they basically convinced people to join the church. It was a strand of Amish, which I think still believes in Jesus, right? That, that, yeah, there's loads of strands of Christianity. Yeah. They're Jesus guys as well. Um, but they'd get people to join by having massive orgies in the church. Uh, it was kind of like a pretty good marketing ploy, I guess. Oh, dude. Well, no, I'd be too nervous at that orgy. <laughs> yeah. But you know how it goes with religion and sex. Uh, kids, that, kids get caught in the loop. Oh dear. Yeah, so they formed in 1968 and uh, they claimed to have stopped child sexual abuse in 1986, which is conveniently 18 years after 1968. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're having sex with babies. After the baby was born, it fell onto a dick. They're kind of just <laughs> waiting after 18 years and like, right, the backlog has been cleared. Wait, We're free to say that we... <laughs> we fucked all the kids we want. They've grown up. <laughs> oh, we always get back to that. Yeah. Um, their beliefs that they also believe that it's cool if girls are bisexual, but only if there's a guy present, which nice. is totally something Jesus told them. That you know what that is? That's but, an absolute bro. Yeah, <laughs> doing a solid bro. Sticking the that in there, um, and they encourage sort of thinking about Jesus and stuff like that when you masturbate. Um, so, I guess you can see why it got popular. So it wasn't that severe, I'd say, but there was a lot of, you know, dodgy diddling going on and it's <laughs> weird to coerce someone into a religion with sex. Yeah. Yeah. Coercing something that anyone someone into anything with sex is probably you know, a big red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Bad motives. Bad motives. Like maybe she doesn't love me for me. Maybe she likes my money. <laughs> yeah. She just loves the cult. So they, so they like, so they wanted people to think about Jesus when they masturbated. Yeah. Did they then? Pretty hard to do. Did they then? <laughs> and maybe this is what we should do: is produce Jesus porn with two gender swap versions of Jesus, <laughs> so people can really I'd get say, the worship on. I don't know if they're still a thing, but I'd say that wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Nice. They'd have wanted to fund that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. But maybe they don't believe in the idea of two Jesus. Are you talking about Jesus fucking Jesus? And there's no. I'm thinking more like there's a girl Jesus who's having sex, and yeah. then there's a, also if you're gay or a woman who's there's straight, a guy Jesus. there's a guy Jesus. Yeah, who fucks people. Yeah, it's like Jesus is just. A it's concept. like it's like whatever gender you're into, we have a Jesus for you. Yeah, that you can think about during God the daughter, God the son. Yeah, just getting shit done. <laughs> That's their slogan. <laughs> All right. Well, Jesus point aside, fairly, there was no death threatening, was there? No deaths, so that's why I'm not calling it so severe. All right. Well, I have a 
Maybe a little less severe than your one. A cult called the Screamers. Yeah. Or the Atlantis. The Atlantis Foundation. Yeah. Based in Donegal, would you believe? Okay. Bloody founded by this English lady called Jenny James, I think she was called. Right. And it was all this sort of a new age sort of vibe. They're into free love and all that. And they they practice this particular uh, technique called called primal scream therapy. therapy. So you just go... What do they believe it does? It, it, it feels like it taps you into like your primal self and okay. alleviates your primal fears and all this yeah. sort of energy to the world sort of vibe, you know? Do you think there's something to that? I think you probably, if you went out and screamed your lungs off once a day, I think you, I'd probably feel pretty good. You'd get a probably bit of a Probably let stress out. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, I think there probably would be something. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I'd just enjoy it. You don't often get to scream. Was there like a strand that came off of this that was like, uh, it's okay to scream into your pillow? Um, that's my uh, yeah, yeah. it's like the Protestants <laughs> <laughs> yeah the more uptight version I did during, when we were doing our thesis in college I brought a screaming pillow to a, the office we all did our thesis out of nice everyone gets one scream in the screaming pillow it's <laughs> uh, good practice yeah that, yeah they had this Georgian or sort of three story old looking house out in Donegal they painted it all multicolored with occult, occult symbols on it yeah and, you know, it really drew the attention of the locals. There was a big speculation over it. Some politicians and TDs were like, calling for the abol- uh, abolition of this church. Yeah. Uh, a rumour came out that they were kidnapping women at one point, and um, they received bomb threats from the IRA. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and they eventually they moved to... Uh, were they causing, like, that much offence? Not really. They were just hanging out. Uh, but they're all about free love and the screaming... Look, Ireland in the 70s, you know, people mm. talk, especially, well... Scream. People scream. People scream. Especially in a smaller town as well, people will talk more. Yeah. And eventually they moved to, the, to one of the Inish islands. Okay. Off the coast of Donegal, they're even more isolated. And they had this all self-sufficient lifestyle, they'd just be screaming their little hearts out. Yeah. So I guess they moved there, Inishry was the island. In 1980 they moved there, perhaps after all the bomb threats. Um, so here's what they here's what they preached, right? So free love, back to the ways of nature, sexual <laughs> sexual freedom for children, no school and self sufficiency. Oh, get the kids in. Cool, cool. So yeah, I d- drilled a bit more into what they meant by sexual freedom for children. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, of course, you should. <laughs> and they're like, oh well, look, you know. We just let the kids be as sexual as they like. If the kids want to have sex when they're nine or ten, that's fine. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. <We laughs> hey, if they want to do it, we're going to let them do it. So, that, so it really was. <laughs> sexual freedom for nine or ten year like olds. I, 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 the generous way to read that is that, like, we'll let the ten-year-old have sex with another ten-year-old in <laughs> a cult if he wants. <laughs> and if they want. So that would definitely get the kids involved. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, families would live here, you know. Mm. A big open orgy, I guess. <laughs> Free love style thing. That's strange. It's all ended in tragedy, though. What happened? Deaths? Uh, one or two deaths for you. Uh, so they, after Inish Free. Alright, you got a bit sick in Inish Free. Where'd you go? Uh, That's right, Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> Went straight to Columbia. And um, got involved in a pretty ropey situation out there, really. <laughs> they were like. You know, they had their farms going, and they're you know what the what's it the FARC, the FARC 
In Colombia, you ever watch Narcos? Yeah. You know, the rebel army up in the jungle. Oh, yeah, the, the communist guys. I think they're called the FARC. Yeah. But they're like the rebel army in Colombia. And they were in their territory. That's where their little village was. Right. And uh, they were getting on with them for a few years pretty good. They like had little farms going. They'd probably trade with them and such. Yeah. Um, but eventually, they started, you know, this bunch of gringos screaming out in the woods with a FARC, in FARC-controlled territory is going to raise raise some eyebrows. There's journalists getting involved then. Right. And all these people visiting the cult started making the FARC people nervous. Fair enough. And, yeah, they'd, like, demand that they, like, abandon a few of their farms. Like, don't get the fuck out. We're not having you in anymore. Because they thought there's paramilitary spies infiltrating the cult. Oh, yeah. Um, this... So, you know, tensions were rising with the fire. You've really got to go somewhere, yeah, secluded to mm. be in this cult. Yeah. So, the tragedy ensued when there was this lad who was the grandson of yeah, Jenny James, the founder. Him and his Colombian mate. And this is what they, they grew to about 100 people here in yeah. Colombia, where they're more like 30 people in Ireland. Okay. Uh, but yeah, him and his Colombian mate, they got on to visit his mate's hometown, which is in like the bad bad area to go yeah and he's like yeah, i'll be grand we'll just go there and they went there and on their, on their way to his hometown they stopped in the pub to get a drink or a bar or whatever and like this drunken fark commander was there them. captured them had a mock trial with them in the street mm. then they cut their heads off oh dear yeah just for shouting just for being a bloody screamer yeah so yeah I think was they really pushy about it were they like you should scream too if you don't scream, you're weird. Um, I don't think so. I I read, I saw an unsubstantiated claim that the health service in the seventies used to, if they couldn't house children or a child in an orphanage, they put them with the, the screamers to raise mm. them. So I think yeah. they're fairly friendly. They're like hippies almost. Okay. You know, like they didn't probably encourage you to do it, but wouldn't push you too bad. And that's just, just my intuition. Just get a pillow. I don't know. They have a big. They're called the Atlantis Foundation. They're right at the edge of the world. Scream into the ocean. What's wrong with that? Yeah, that's true. I went and screamed in the ocean this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I barked. Me and my sister went up and barked at the ocean. <laughs> felt good, man. Very primal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there might be something to it. Yeah. Might might have a look. Certainly wouldn't move in or move to Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird twist. Why did they choose Colombia? I don't know. Or maybe I just didn't read about it. <laughs> Um, next one I have is probably the biggest one so you yeah, should do your one I'll do a little one I think this is building up because it definitely had some deaths but it's not really like specific documented deaths but it was called the church of god with signs following and it was basically the same thing as normal church but except, with grape flavour <laughs> except everyone who attended it would drink poison and handle snakes while just spinning around in circles <laughs> they, they justified it by saying technically it's all in the bible because uh, that's a great way to start a cult, by the way. Like, <laughs> just misinterpreting a passage. And then, <laughs> but uh, it's a, a cult. Uh, yeah, it's like a man may not lay with another man. Okay. You know that whole thing? But it's like, mm-hmm. well, what if you do it standing up? <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, I love baking a cult off Bible loopholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We should do an episode. So they have a lot of, <laughs> but anyway, they have um, a lot of standing up sex. No, 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 they don't. But, uh, <laughs> it's this passage, Mark sixteen seventeen to eighteen, says some stuff loosely around snakes. It says, "They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover." 
So it's an entire system of beliefs based on that passage alone. So they're handling the serpents and drinking poison. And it gives them healing powers. Yeah, but a lot of them just die. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, the people who didn't die were the believers. And the people who did die were the non-believers. And they died because they just didn't, didn't have believe. enough faith. Yeah. Of course. It's such a good system. Yeah, no. And you feel like so, so special for not dying then. Yeah. How often would you have to drink poison? I don't know if there was a frequency that you'd do it or if it was like an initiation thing. You'd probably build up your immunity if you're always doing it. If you did a little bit by bit. It seems like more like an initiation now. Yeah, but the snakes sometimes bit people up and... <laughs> God, how did, hard, hard. did they ever um, heal anyone? I'll give them points if they heal. If they heal I don't someone. even know, mate. I don't know. What were they called again? Uh, the Church of God with, but with Snakes. Following. <laughs> yeah. Church of God, but with snakes. <laughs> 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 it's like a remix. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of religions are remixes. <laughs> yeah. It's all the same idea. Yeah. Up in the sky. Big nice guy. Don't be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, do another one. Or do you have more? My next one's a very big one, but I don't know. The death toll <clears> of mine is 40. See, I've got the biggest death toll. Should I go with so I'm my holding on to it. So, yeah. it's the Heaven's Gate. <laughs> Heaven's Gate. You've probably heard of it. I feel, um, this one I keep thinking I've heard of, but I've been like, is that? And you it's like, the no. one, there's videos of it online, um, of the guy, like, making all these, having all these talks about the UFOs. And anyway, um, I'll get into it. It's a millenarian cult, which means they expect something to happen. This oh, big event yeah. to happen, and then after that happens, everything will be different and better. A lot like a doomsday cult. Something like that, yeah. Uh, it was founded by a guy who was the son of a Presbyterian minister in 1974, so mm. you can see where his sort of background, he had why, it, why it inspired this kind of thing. He knew how to preach. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the big idea was that this comet was going to come down in 1996 and mark two, 22 years of classroom on Earth. And that these people in the cult... Of classroom? Would, of classroom, yeah. And that these people in the cult were going to graduate to another form of evolution when this comet came. The staff room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, raccoon one. <laughs> so the guy, Marshall Applewhite, he met a married nurse called Bonnie Nettles in 1974. Both those names sound fake. <laughs> yeah. It's like an Enid Blyton. <laughs> I know, Nettles. Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Applewhite. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he was in the psychiatric hospital and he met her there and she worked there. Was he there as a patient? He was there as a patient. So what? Red flag number one. I, I don't know if being a bit mad um, but he said he that he'd felt like he'd known her for a long time and they both concluded that they'd met in a past life but like she's supposed to be a psychiatric nurse so I feel like she's really you wouldn't convince a patient like yeah this was fate and it, she, she said basically that a, an extraterrestrial foretold their meeting and that they had a divine assignment the two of them so the psychiatric nurse and her patient uh, both clearly big into religion, but they're mm -hmm. having this divine chat. And I'm thinking it's as much her fault as, as, as his in this whole thing. She may but, have had more, like she should have known better. <laughs> yeah, she's in a, anyway. Um, so they studied New Testament passages and focused on the teachings of asceticism, which is the concept of abstaining from sensual pleasure and being oh, really yeah. minimalistic. Very Spartan, that one is. Yeah, and uh, also... Eschatology, which is the concept of things like becoming coming to an end and new chapters beginning. So they're re they're reading all sorts of literature from all sorts of religions on that. Um, and by 1974, they had solidified their beliefs into like a basic outline. 
Um, and their conclusion was that they were chosen, these two people were chosen to fulfill certain prophecies and that they had been given higher level minds than the rest of the people. Ah, the old Ubermensch theory. Yeah, so just you and me in the trash, in the trash <laughs> cult. Um, so they wrote a pamphlet that described Jesus' reincarnation as a Texan of similar appearance to uh, Marshall Applewhite. Yeah? Well, howdy, folks. <laughs> Listen to the word of Jesus. <laughs> Here's a song I wrote. <laughs> um, so they believed that they were the two witnesses who are described in the book of Revelations. Of um, course. So that was some like big passage in the book of Revelations that there was a vision that some, I think, I, I don't know if it's Joseph. One of the nerds. <coughs> Someone, yeah, some nerd had a vision. <laughs> and they, they were the two uh, who were in it. Um, and they these guys would visit, so Marshall and Bonnie... We'll call them apple white nettles. That rolls off the tongue better. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Sounds delicious. I need some so apple they, white. They, refer to, they start referring to themselves as the UFO too, and they're going around the country um, to different... They're like advertising themselves. They go to churches. Are they like sort of like an entertainment thing? They're like a stage show almost? No, they're just... I think they're going to churches. They're like striking up casual conversation. Hey, folks, like, we're the UFO too. Like, oh, <laughs> we got a deal for you folks. A real deal. <laughs> yeah. So they believed that because they were the UFO two or the two that were referenced in the Book of Revelation, the two FO, the t- no, that was much better actually. <laughs> it would have been much better. Um, they believed that they would be killed and then resurrected in front of everyone and transported onto a spaceship. And they deemed this event the demonstration that everything that they thought up was true. So that was like what you'd call like the rapture or something like oh, that. Oh yes, but that was like the demonstration. So that was when that was the whole plan that everything was going to come true then. Um, so all these beliefs were very poorly received like all mainstream religions were rejecting it the churches they were going to were like ah fuck off you guys are crazy (laughs) that's not that's not right at all yeah so 1976 um, they decided to contact extraterrestrials and seek like-minded followers so they posted adverts and recruited disciples that would soon become known as the crew (laughs) Um, and at these events that they'd have where they posted adverts for They'd represent beings from another planet called, or another plane called the next level, <laughs> and they were all looking for participant participants for an experiment. So they got rid of the kind of the religious angle from it here. Just like what the the tip book said there. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from the word cult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Turn it into an experiment, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they add, they said that those who are willing to partake in the experiment will transcend to a higher evolutionary level. Who wouldn't want that? Um. Yeah. What you get is a cross section between who wouldn't want that and who would believe that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Venn diagram. Which are like, probably worst. very into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like a numbers game. Yeah. If you can get enough word spread, you're gonna get people to believe in it. Well, yeah, it's almost like you know what they do with like uh, phishing campaigns and stuff like Nigerian prince email. Yeah, that hackers do. They deliberately make Spell it as stupid as possible. Because they're trying to target the most gullible people. Yeah, they don't want people who are going to waste their time. Exactly. The intelligent. They want the, the most gullible. The intelligentsia. People who just really get into it. Yeah. Um, so at this stage, they're gaining momentum now that they've put an alien spin on things. Um, so in 1975, they've built a fair amount of uh, people. The crew assemble in a hotel and they sell off all their worldly possessions uh, before coming to the hotel. Important. Yes, <laughs> say bye to all their loved ones, and they vanish. And they basically live, like, off the land for the next few years. Um, Where is this? So it started in Texas. 
Of course. <laughs> um, so I guess yeah, in the in the southern states anyway. A ranch. But they 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 would eventually move to to California, um, and live on a ranch there. But there was a huge mystery anyway. Like they disappeared, and the authorities were like, uh, "All these people have disappeared. No one knows where they've gone. They've this massive group of people have told their loved ones they're going to go all in the same area. So people start they they start searching for them, but they avoid they constantly avoid like detection and stuff like that." Um, which is convenient because it stopped the people kind of getting warned about what was happening. Like, all the media that was going on at the time was like mm-hmm. this cult that's going to like go off and kill themselves. So these people weren't hearing the news oh, about what yeah, was happening. Yeah, yeah. So it was like doubly convenient. And they would have been like, oh, they're trying to stop us because they know. Yeah. But the thing is, as well, like, they weren't, the people who they recruited weren't all like hippie types. There was a lot of kind of Republican people who did it and sold off all their possessions and fully mm. believed in it. But I guess you could you, could, you can get like religious people on that side of the spectrum too that That's would buy ca- into it. Cautionary point: I heard mm. that uh, one demographic of people that is quite likely to get sucked into a cult is a skeptic. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I guess like if you do one little thing, like one little trick that like flips what they believe and that they can't explain, they'll think like then yeah. If you crack them, then they go all in. Yeah, because yes, you know? That's true, actually. If you can convince them on one small thing, you've got them hooked because they'll be like, oh, I'm a skeptic. Yeah, I've listened to some podcasts about if a guy who, past who me, used to be in a cult and he's a huge skeptic, but yeah. I think they're able to get him to quit smoking. Yeah. And I was like, well, that really worked for me. Maybe this other stuff will work for me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Small things that hook you like that. Um, 1985, tragedy. Oh, Nettles no. dies. Um, <coughs> Bonnie so, Nettles, Abner. Bonnie Nettles. She dies of breast cancer, and uh, Applewhite has to start revising the doctrines to make them more modern and in tune with like cyber culture and stuff like that. And cut her out. Well, she was dead anyway. Oh, she a martyr. N- this is part of the plan. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is the no, Bonnie Nettles is just gone now. So I think he was kind of distraught. Oh, but he's man. trying to make it more like cool and hip, and he makes a website in the mid nineties <laughs> to, to recruit new followers. And the website still exists. Oh really? Um, oh, my God. Uh, but Nettles' death was kind of a catalyst. Like Nettles' death turned it from what could have been maybe an innocent enough cult into I want to die now. Yeah, something that <laughs> like got pretty dark. So. After Nettle's death, there were rumours that were spreading within the group that this comet that was coming um, somehow housed the secret to their ultimate salvation and ascension to the kingdom of heaven. So 1996 is when the, the comet is due to hit, and uh, the members of the crew like gathered in this place called the Monastery. It's a big 9,000 square foot ranch, basically, near California. Um, wow. And this was where they were going to kind of ascend. <coughs> I found this. Yeah. <laughs> so Marshall Applewhite tapes himself. Speaking of a mass suicide, this is the video. I've got it right here, but you can watch it online. <laughs> oh my god, he looks really intense. Yeah, quite so fucked up. Just type "Heaven's Gate Cult Initiation Tape Part One," and you can see some of these videos. Uh, he's very interesting-looking guy. He looks like, do you know, Mister Mister Muscle? He looks like he looks like Mister Muscle's cousin. Yeah. Who was on the gear but was trying to live his best life. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He <laughs> definitely has insane eyes. Um, but so he says he starts talking about a mass suicide on March twentieth, um, and he then was able to kind of convince all the followers that that were there before uh, Bonnie Nettles died. They, he said, so. The body can, the soul can also leave the body by suicide because they were against the whole concept of suicide. Mm-hmm. But they were like, sin. yeah, but they're like, the soul can leave the body still and ascend if you do, if you basically 
uh, what was it, in a dignified manner, um, bring yourself to like death. That yeah, was like, the way they put it. I'm slave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, say a cool line, yeah. and then uh, yeah. So it was one of those. Um, so he convinced these thirty-eight people to basically commit suicide. How'd they do it? Um, so before, anyway, before they even commit suicide, they all purchased alien abduction insurance for, <laughs> for fifty people, which paid out one million per person, uh, just in case something went wrong. So you what, can tell, uh, I what, think they what really. What Hostler was selling abduction insurance? That's the real star of this story. <laughs> what absolute Hostler sold that fucking alien? <laughs> but. Uh, what would that even? I don't even know what that would insure them against. Just like if they if something went if wrong, if they do get adopted and come back, <laughs> yeah. But that's like and can prove it. Yeah, because you know, insurance company, baby, looking for proof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, so I guess they really believed in it. This all this stuff. Like I don't think I think the guy himself was also like because he was in a psychiatric hospital. I don't think he was just trying to lead people on or anything like that. Yeah, um, but how they did it, it was. Phenobarbital mixed with apple sauce and washed down with vodka. Is that in homage to what's his name? Oh, wait, he's Applewhite, Bonnie Nettles. <laughs> oh yeah, Applewhite, apple sauce. Give me on apple sauce. That was his long-term plan. Um, they all tied bags around their head and they were all lying down very neatly in their own bunk beds with a little square of purple on their on their chests, like square purple cloth. Uh-huh. And they all had a $5 bill and 75 cents in their pockets. Is that what it cost to get onto the spaceship? <laughs> I guess they thought that was a fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the aftermath was that there's two people who still run the website and apparently they respond to emails um, but they, they're still two people who are in the cult who haven't ascended. And when they respond to emails, uh, I was reading it a couple of years ago, but they they were like, oh, yeah, no, we're just waiting for, like, the the second, like, time second that we can coming. ascend. Yeah. Should we email them? We could do that. Get them on the... Oh, if we could get them on the podcast. Maybe we should have a little think about it if that's in bad taste. Yeah. We may or may not do that. <laughs> we want to do it in, a, in an open manner. Okay. Um... Oh, jeez. That's a, that's so a classic. So, th- 38 one. killed. 38 killed, damn. And what, what happened to the other two lads who survived? Did they just, the poison not work in them or something? No, so, maybe they, they, had they were never s- chosen. So Do even... you not think they were in that snake cult earlier? <laughs> they were immune <laughs> they to survived poison. it. Yeah. It didn't even work. <laughs> no, they weren't chosen to ascend. Yeah, right. So, those batches in which people This was ascend. planned. Yeah. But the man, the Applewhite himself, was the third last to ascend. Wow. Yeah. He probably planned that. Just in case he wanted to bail. Just wait for like 20... No, no you want to be the last one up as a cult leader, right? Yeah. Well, if everyone starts getting sick after you're dead. I want to make sure everyone's That's true, too. yeah. Well, yeah, that was quite a dark one. Yeah, that is one of the classics, isn't it? Yeah. Heaven's Gate. It's just weird because you can see all the videos and the website's still up and it just feels very real. Still there, like... Mm. Was it was that the Haley's comet involved in that one? It's called the Haley Bop comet, yeah. Haley-Bop. And the guy, the scientist who um, named it, one of the, like I think his name was Andy Hale. Mm-hmm. He said like, oh yeah, I predict that there's actually going to be some kind of suicides associated with this uh, comet because it had some astrological significance, way more than any other comet. Yeah. And he was right. There you go. Well, okay. Hello. Do a little extra this week, Louie, to get through uh, Jim Jones and the People's Temple. We had a lot to say on cults. Yeah. 
we, we thought earlier we'd, we'd have to <laughs> yeah. have some filler material. I was ready to talk about the movies I'd seen. <laughs> and the funny thing that happened to me in my flight back from Romania. <laughs> no, next week. Another day. Because <laughs> we got the we got the biggie now. We got uh, the People's Temple by yeah. Jim Jones. Here we go, the Jonestowns. Yeah, you've heard of this, have you? I've heard of it, but I don't, I don't know too much about it. Right. Well, let me let me let me take you through it. Because actually, the, the People's Temple they actually started off as a good thing okay. that became a bad thing. Right. All right. So Jimmy Jones. We know him. Wore the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Born in 1931. Um, you know, I'm copping a bad one here because he's of Irish slash Welsh descent. So. Sorry, guys. Sorry mm. for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he grew up, like, like your man, he grew up very religious. Right. And There's a theme. And also his father was in the KKK. Oh. Which Jones, apparently, did not like at all. Okay. Like, remember, he, he told some story about, he brought, like, a black friend to his home, and his dad, like, would let him into the house. Right. And he, Not nice. He said, like, he stopped speaking to his dad and stuff. Mm. So Jim Jones actually kind of, like, he was standing up for the little guy there. But he also kind of had a very rough childhood. I don't think he had all that much friends, and I think there was some abuse in there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he grows up, grows up like that, very religious, and against his KKK dad, and he becomes a communist. Okay. And, uh... And he gets real angry about the, the, the what ostracization, ostracization you experience as an open communist in the America in America in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a big supporter of integration, okay. and he starts his first church, People's Temple. And initially, it was to be an interracial mission, so he'd be like, "Yeah, all races get in here. Let's just be lads together." He did a lot of protesting for the what you call it. It's just for the happy black move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they were called. That's not what it was. Black you know Panther? I mean. uh, not directly with them, but <laughs> maybe people who knew them. Maybe. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he lobbied loads of schools to become interracial and uh, expose hospitals and stuff for not being interracial. Right. He had loads to help into the interracial fight. And was there a God and Jesus behind all of this? He was of? religious the whole time. Okay. And there was a God and Jesus. Yeah. Classic, uh, you know, Bible thumping and stuff. Right. Um, and yeah, this was all in uh, Indiana, okay. Indianapolis. Is that that's one of those Bible Belt states, isn't it? E, fairly Bible Belt, yeah. Not a good place to be a communist in, anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, he had this church, this church, <laughs> the church. <laughs> they went real dope in there. <laughs> this church. Um, yeah, so he's he's getting, you know, he's in this movement, and he's a preacher. Uh, and he started set, he wanted to set up his first church and to, to raise money for it. He, uh, I'm pretty sure this is true. He would Im- import monkeys and sell them door to door. Brilliant. Yeah, he'd import monkeys from South Africa, go door to Indianapolis, like, good evening, madam. Would you <laughs> care like for to a, buy monkey? a monkey? Like, wonderful pets. And, he saw, if he, and he, was, he had so much guile and charm and glibness, yeah. which they all have. Yeah, that he was he was able to sell quite a few of these monkeys apparently and yeah. using the monkeys would be an in to recruit people into his church ah. you know that's true if you can sell someone a monkey you can sell them any stupid idea yeah uh, I thought of the name of the campaign I was trying to remember desegregation oh. <laughs> happy black <laughs> desegregation <laughs> come on <clears throat> And he uh, he used to receive like the very first people church people's temple he set up he used to receive like uh, get swastikas painted on the wall mm. you'd find dynamite in his like in the house hidden around and other bad stuff um, so he's getting threatened and shit 
Um, and in response to that, he just doubled down into the interracial thing. Okay. And I feel like there's quote like he went to go see like a a fate healing thing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, these guys give a lot of money. <laughs> I think he got into a whole pageantry thing, and he's very performative preacher. Right, he's quite okay. funny. Yeah. Um, Emotive. So they, him and his wife, who he ha- who he had at this point, married her a while ago. I forgot to mention. <laughs> we missed the wedding. <laughs> but uh, they, the two of them adopt loads of different race kids trying to get one of each they had like three Korean girls or kids um, they had a black kid they got a bunch adopted a white kid as well had their own kid yeah um, who was called Stephen Gandhi Stephen Gandhi <laughs> spelled Gandhi yeah it's spelled nice. like, like Gandhi Stephen Gandhi though, just like Mahatmas yeah the juxtaposition <laughs> yeah so up until now everything was going pretty good which is about 1967 yeah living a good life fighting a good fight maybe making a bit of money shadily off religion and monkey <laughs> monkey sales <laughs> but not that mad yet now uh, he started to get real concerned about uh, nuclear war in fact mm. he moved to Brazil for like five years because he saw some map of the world and it showed that if a nuke went off Brazil would be yeah. relatively safe okay he spent five years pot- not to great success in Brazil then he he got a um, he got a message that the the church the people's temple was about to collapse so he came back from Brazil possibly for a message from God or a message from no someone. other people he, other people he left yeah. the first raccoon <laughs> an SMS the first raccoon texted him <laughs> so then they uh, oh yeah it's 1967 where he moves back and they start out move the church to California and they form the doctor more about finding a garden of Eden in the new world they move to Redwood Valley in California so this is when the cult started to exponentially grow, you know. It had like at the end they had near a thousand people, nine hundred and something, nine eighty maybe. Right. So really popular for a cult. Yeah. There they are in California, lot, bouncing up, and he starts changing his tone a bit now with these preaching. Okay. He starts saying that a sky god is no god at all. Saying, oh what? Yeah, he starts throwing down regular god. Okay. Maybe it's more gym god these days. Yeah. This is where he starts getting real sketchy. Yeah. He's like. His big values to the cult. He's a very good recruiter, but he does all the showman stuff. He'd deliberately target vulnerable people, and he'd like he'd the, followed the wiki how. Yeah, he followed the wiki how. He might have wrote that wiki how. Yeah, if I didn't, you know, if he could. <laughs> um, but yeah, he'd like find out one little thing about a person. He'd like be doing his old routine. And he'd have someone off stage. He'd like he'd ask them their name. And he'd have someone off stage like find out shit about them behind the scene, and he'd mm. tell them something that they seemingly. He seemingly would have no way of knowing because he'd yeah. have an earpiece. And okay. that's how, this is how he was like tricking people in. Nice. He kind of got ingrained in politics a bit as well. <clears throat> yeah, he was like <clears throat> cozying up to some senators and stuff. That's probably an overlap between the type of person that's like a massive politician and a co leader. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. I think there's just one maybe more socially acceptable way to go. But, yeah. but eventually, uh, yeah, they're, they're blown up in the 70s and like they have to make different alternate branches in San Francisco and other places in California. But then in 1977, they moved to Guana, uh, possibly to escape some exposés that were about to erupt out of the church. Yeah. Because this, as I said, yeah, he gets mad in the 70s. He's uh, developed a drug habit. He's started having sex with the, the followers. <laughs> and this is all about coming out. really gone off the road. Some disgruntled ex followers. You know, you're floating up to 900 people. Yeah. You're going to have some leakage. Yeah. And uh, so this is when he moves to Guana and starts out Jonestown. 
okay. community. And this is where it all goes mental. Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, you've had the, the good descent into bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he moves all operations to Wana <laughs> to avoid a scandal. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Jeez. Got the bad thoughts of Jonestown stuck in me there. <laughs> so, yeah, he went on hard on the crazy in Jonestown. Uh, the big belief was now that they all had to die together and move to a better place, which is sort of his Garden of Eden policy from earlier. Yeah. And, yeah, like, he, they really, they they advertised Jonestown before they all went as being great, yeah. paradise. And then when, when they got there, they were like, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> they had very little mod con. There was kind of a shantytown thing going on. Yeah. They were, like, trading with locals and Guana. Um... But yeah, it became it became very apparent he could hide this in uh, San Francisco a bit. Yeah, but he was definitely addicted to a variety of over-the-counter barbiturates and amphetamines. Oh dear! Which amphetamines to help keep you awake, barbiturates <laughs> to put you to sleep. <laughs> um, class B drugs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also in San Francisco, is is he was able to demonstrate his value more by pulling people into the cult. Yeah. But the time they got to Jonestown and Wana, that was like, right, this is the cult. <laughs> We're yeah. not going to be dragging too many people in. Right. So things got a bit shaky. Um, yeah, so Jones got a bit paranoid down with his big drug addiction. and. Do you think it was all sparked by the nuclear war fear? Uh, I think, I don't know. I think he was like, he's a bundle of dry glass, dry yeah. grass, and the nuclear war with a small spark. Yeah. Could have been anything. That's Could true. have been a weird look his do- a neighbor's dog gave to him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Something set him off. Um, it all went to his head, maybe, the growth of them. That's it, yeah. And uh, people tell you, like, there's two different uh, Jim Jones. It'd be a very nice one. And then there'd be, a, like, a rootless sort of public... When he's wearing the sunglasses. I'd like to dehumanise him. When the yeah. other people, he'd be rootless. Okay. He'd do... There's a lot of sex stuff involved. Was, he felt threatened by someone in the cult. Someone who's been a bit lippy. Yeah. He would either sexually compromise them or <laughs> or he like have sex with them in like maybe a forceful way or maybe a, a way to show his dominance or if he couldn't do that he'd, he'd humiliate them publicly right. occasionally he would do both I heard that he was kind of his sexuality was ambiguous as well okay. he'd been arrested in 1973 for being in a bathroom of a, a movie theater that was like a movie theater that was a kind of a gay spot. Okay. And he approached an undercover officer with an erection pr- provocatively. <laughs> and uh, yeah, had, had yeah, he definitely had sex with some of his male followers. Mm. Apparently, he like publicly had sex with one of them to prove that the guy was having gay feelings. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Which is, I think, it's just displaying his uh, public humility, public his humiliation, and his sexual compromise tactics, and <laughs> his leadership strategy. Glad my manager doesn't leave. Like <laughs> um, so yeah, as you can imagine, this is ramping up to be the odd person escaping. Like there was like a tiny airport with like a two-person plane or something. Mm. It was hard to get away, but you get the odd person slipping out and telling the tales back in America. Mm. So, on the back of a lot of human rights violations uh, claims, mm. there was a congressman. Uh, called Leo Ryan, who went on a fact-finding mission to Wana. Okay. And, you know, Jim Jones, like, places people, places people. Okay, he's ready for it. And he'd had, he had arranged in the whole event, and he was like, everyone be cool. Yeah. Of course, uh, things go wrong. <laughs> something, ha- something happens to escalate everything. I feel like that'd be a great movie. He, uh, it'd be a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> but um, one of his followers attempts to stab the congressman, oh, no. and the congressman was like, 
manages to get away from the attack, and him and 15 other people from the cult who want to leave fled with him. Okay. And they're pursued with, like, SE, like cars and guns. Yeah. They chase them down at the airport, and they uh, sh- sh- open fire on them. Yeah. They fucking kill the congressman. He's, like, one yeah. of five people to die. Yeah. Or maybe he's five plus... One plus five people to die. Yeah. The rest of them get away. But they're like, they are sort of fucking killing the congressman. That's a fucking big deal. Yeah. Like, that's no bueno. Okay. <laughs> so they go so back. shit's really in motion now. They go back and they're like, what do we do now? And Jim's like, right guys, it's time. Yeah. It's time that we all move on. Much like, you know, the higher plane type thing. And apparently, like, for, for weeks, Jim would have these ceremonies. Like, everyone gathered in the corner, in the, in the center of the square. Everyone drink this Kool-Aid. And, like, he was doing, like, dress rehearsals of killing yourself with Kool-Aid. Yeah. And sometimes... And this is where the phrase, don't drink the Kool-Aid, comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. He'd, uh... He'd, he'd even do dress rehearsals. He'd have everyone drink the Kool-Aid and then tell everyone that it was poison and they're all going to die. Yeah. But I was like, they gotcha! Gotcha! <laughs> and they're like a fake-out. He was, like, doing a dress rehearsal. Yeah. And so when the actual thing came, it all went fairly smoothly. Did they uh, all have, like... It was like a punch bowl and they all... I guess... Well, they started it with... Yeah, now here comes the nasty statistics. 909 people drank that Kool-Aid, and about like 300 or so of them were children. Oh, and they had the children drink it first. So, uh, I don't know why they did that, but they did that. And there's audio exists of Jim, like, I've heard, yeah. preaching Over during it. things going on. And you can on. hear people like... There's one lady in particular, I think her name was Christine, something other. She's yeah. like, maybe we, maybe we don't have to drink the Kool-Aid, Jim. <laughs> Didn't you say the Russians are on our side? And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> definitely have to drink the Kool-Aid yeah and yeah it's just it's pretty harrowing audio right you can hear people start to scream in pain at the end of it and did he he didn't drink the Kool-Aid so he shot he? himself right he shot himself he killed called the deaths of 909 people and then fucking shot himself Jesus and yeah but the people didn't knowingly drink the Kool-Aid knowing it was going to kill them right so some of them it? did some of them didn't Okay. The children didn't. As I said, he made them drink Kool-Aid, then told them it was poison, and then told them it was just a practice. And so they knew it was a practice for some. I think some of them knew. He wasn't just like them pranking them each yeah. time. Some of them would have thought that it was like, okay, we're going on to the next place. Yeah. So I think some of them probably reluctantly did it, and then were like, oh shit, I'm dead. Too late, yeah. And there was 87 people in the cult who didn't die. Who, Did, but, dr- but drank it? No, a lot of them, some of them got away. Like, yeah. there was his, one of his sons, or two of his sons, were at a football tournament with the Guanan locals. Yeah. Like, a town over or something, they got away with it. There's nice. some people, there's, like, there's a few accounts of people who just legged it, they're like, nah, fuck this. Yeah. After the congressman was killed. The smart ones. Um, but I, I believe that's the most deaths there's ever been in any cult. Yeah, it sounds like that's, it. That's Nine. insane. Nine hundred nine. It's fucking crazy. Damn, you won't be that. Yeah, so... But we won't kill anyone in our cult. No. Uh, if anything, we'll trill people. Yeah. Uh, well, we've droned on long enough, have we? Yeah, great episode. Thank you for listening. And guys, if you like droning on, please join our cult. Yes, please do. Bye.